0: Welcome to Freedom of Species, where a show that brings animal advocacy to the airwaves of 3CR Radio. And before us, you heard Sally, the show Out of the Pan, all issues pansexuals, issues around um, sexuality, gender, etc. Make sure you check that out every week, 12 till 1, here on 3CR Radio. And yeah, welcome to the show. Today, we are joined um, by a comedian, uh, Mike Kaplan, all the way over uh in the us so yeah welcome to the show mike mike is in the city that never sleeps and he is not sleeping at nearly midnight so thanks for joining us and not sleeping Mike. (laughs) Thank you so much
2: for having me. I do sometimes go to sleep, <laughs> uh, whether in this city or otherwise, though, during these pandemic times, I have been, uh, I, I don't know if my body is just like, Yeah, oh, what, what does it matter if you sleep <laughs> from midnight to eight or four till noon, or if you drank some yerba mate and stayed up 27 hours, uh, so... I, uh, I, pref- I prefer to sleep once in a while, but I'm happy to be awake with you
0: now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks so much. And yeah, I mean, I think it, it is sort of the, the go-to question that I, I think we will start off with. Cause I, I was thinking from the point of view of, um, a comedian and I guess those in the arts generally at the moment, we've got in a way like two ongoing crises at the moment. We've obviously got the actual pandemic and obviously healthcare workers, etc are, are really important. Um, I, a musical comedian, Beau burnham said that laughter is the best medicine except actual medicine so i think the the healthcare workers are very important but on the other side um in australia there's a recent study that came out that said australians are lonely anxious and bored at the moment which is they don't seem like they'd go together but that kind of fits what's going on at the moment so i, I do personally think that um, comedians and those in the arts generally are Um, Yeah, really important at this time. Um, So yeah, I mean, maybe uh, I know myself listening to your album, listening to some live musical albums, watching comedy shows on Netflix does kind of help with the fact we can't go out, etc. So I thought I'd start off maybe giving a chance to toot your own horn and talk about the the importance of uh, comedians and artists in general at this time.
2: Uh, Thank you so much. I'm happy for my horn to have already been tooted by you pre tooted at least thanks for like you're know, like warming up like blowing some air through the horn and being like would you like now to i'm like yeah absolutely i uh, i mean i think that of course i bo burnham wonderful i love him i i like that the, the sentiment that he's expressing there of course makes a lot of sense there are certainly uh things that laughter doesn't cure or heal but also like sort of um as a spectrum, you know, if you're, if you have, if you have your health, if you are taken care of, if your needs are met, but you don't have any art in your life, if you don't have music that you care about, if you don't have books or movies or podcasts or whatever, whatever thing that brings you joy to either create or consume, uh, like it could be your family, it could be like loved ones of any kind, it could be activism, it could be, you know, what whatever it is, like your life. I most people's lives like you know they say for for food there's like eat to live and versus live to eat and it's like I think in For a lot of people, some combination, some equilibrium of those things, like you know, not just being like I'm gonna eat Soylent every meal every day, like to avoid decision fatigue. Some people do that. Like Steve Jobs would famously have you know a closet full of the same outfit to be like that's not important. I want my brain to be working on important decisions. Don't fatigue yourself with this decision. Same thing with Batman. Same, just closet full (laughs) of same outfit. Better you know crime fighting decisions need to be made. And uh, I feel like better decision could have been like use your billions of dollars to start foundations like help people you know come out of poverty that often it might be at the root of the quote-unquote crime but uh getting back to like there are we are not just like living to live we're not just you know uh like well, oh just have the body be healthy just have everything only have uh you know physical well-being and because there's plenty of people who are like, in some measures, physically healthy, but emotionally, like, uh, bored or unhappy or mentally, uh, you know, like there's all kinds of things beyond or in addition to uh or alongside physical health that are like even if you had you were the pinnacle of human health uh physical physicality wise but then but why but if you're like i don't know what, what do you what do i do with it what do i do with this body and brain and thoughts and time and space and living and so certainly uh i think I find I won't speak, I won't, I want to speak in, uh, on behalf of all, I I don't speak, I'll speak for myself, like as a, in, in addition to being a producer of comedy and music and different kinds of writing and art and such, like I'm also a consumer. I take in, I, I love, you know, ingesting, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, sort of the food for, Thought and art and like I love you know I I love reading and listening and watching like all of I'm so there's so we live in in a way obviously like the internet is a a double edged sword of a kind a blessing and a curse Uh, but on the blessing side of it there are there's so many things that it's for me it's difficult to be bored like even if I'm not creating things like I mean there's so many ways to fill my time like there's more I think more ways to fill my time like even if you just tried to watch everything on YouTube or Netflix, like you can't even all the good things these days. Even all the, like the good like you know books that like if you have a library app. I don't know if your library is closed, but if you can get them electronically, there's so many. So as a person who enjoys experiencing art from both sides, I'm like we it's a wondrous time in a way, like obviously that comes along with the uh uncertainties and difficulties and suffering uh of both the internet of the pandemic of the disease that is facing reality uh facing humanity right now and uh, not reality we're not real but uh <laughs> I, I'm just so I'm grateful to all of the all of the comedians, all of the podcasters, all of the authors, all of the people who are who are creating and then and releasing into the world? Who are engaging? And I'm also grateful to get to be one of those creators and create podcasts and live-streamed comedy shows and albums that were recorded in front of live audiences in the past and songs that I can create and put out if I want to or collaborate with other people and commune in various ways. So I think you know not to, I want to I want to toot everyone's horns. The horns of comedy. The literal horns of music. You know the the the, all the horns of art are, are so valuable because of course if you're all the way in the other direction, if you're like, hey, I need, need help with my body right now, let's, let's get the actual medicine train, uh, rolling, chugging along first and then, you know, it's a, uh, It's about, it's a balance, it's an equilibrium of, uh, of mind and body and no spirit, only mind and body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And your latest album, which is called AKA, um, brings up veganism and other social justice issues as, as all of your albums do. And I was uh, curious on the, the vegan angle to your comedy. Um, one thing I've noticed is that every single album has some vegan material on it, a substantial amount of vegan material, not a majority of the money means, but there's usually at least one track that's devoted to the topic of veganism. And I guess I was curious to ask, is that something you make an effort to do or is that more the way that things have worked out? It
2: mm. is... Effortless. I just spew. I ooze vegan material. I ooze and I, I ooze it, and then people are like, "Is that an animal product?" No, thank you. Uh, oh no, it's human ooze. It doesn't cost. I just naturally ooze it. You know, consensual. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do think it is more the latter that uh, I've been vegan. I've been you know eating a plant based essentially diet uh, for about eighteen years since about. 2002, and that's also the amount of time that I've been uh, a comedian. It's an interesting thing. Like I was a vegetarian for maybe four or five years before that, and before I got into comedy, I was like uh, an aspiring, and uh, I still am a musician, but not a. Prof- I was an aspiring professional musician, singer-songwriter. So I don't know if it was something in the like, uh oh, vegetarian music, and then like when I became vegan, the shift to comedy also happened. So I don't. It's certainly. I, I don't know if there's any causation or, but there's surely a chronological correlation that just all of the time that I've been a comedian, I've been a vegan, and you know, the for any any writer, for any I think artistic creator, uh, you've heard the write what you know, and they whoever wrote that seemed like they knew what they were talking about. As I mean, I do also like to write what I don't know. It's uh, fun fun to imagine as well, but aside, I think you can. That's the other side of things. Like write write whatever you don't know as well. Absolutely, <laughs> then you can write twice as much as long as it's fiction, and uh, but I I have I mean in my life experience I, ha- I have experiences and sometimes that is what i write about and eating is something that has been uh, part of my life for most of it i'd say i think almost you know uh, pretty much every day almost every day i do some eating in fact it's interesting like uh, uh, my girlfriend and i have talked about this that uh, when i talk to my mother uh, which i do now almost every day uh, during these times um but in the past let's say on average it would be like once a week and then uh, years ago, I had a conversation with my mother, uh, and i afterwards i talked to my girlfriend i was like wow my mom my mom really talks about food a lot and then my girlfriend was like oh it's interesting you think she talks about <laughs> food a lot and i was like hold on now what are what are you saying here and then you know i was like oh the food talk is coming from inside the whole family and i was like oh like i am my like i now a new a new joke i've sort of just come up with is like people ask me like mike what is your comedy style i was like oh it's like my mom on the phone that is where i got <laughs> my that the how of my comedy is just like we can we can both go and go and go talking like we we are you know these perpetual motion machines in a way and one of the main topics that i when i when i first wondered i was like i wonder why we talk about food so much is it that it we are jews is it that it is just part of our life every day i'm like my girlfriend's like i eat food every day as well but don't talk about it in the same quality and quantity that you do. It is clearly a part of, you know, your your history, your origin, your culture, your family. And so when I became a vegetarian and then vegan, like, I would talk about that with my mom. And so very frequently my mom will tell me things like, oh, I went to this restaurant and here's what you could have eaten. Here's what – they didn't have a specific vegan thing, but they would make these vegetables. And then, oh, here's what – you know, here's what I had. I, here, These are my favorite kinds of veggie burgers, like, telling me about supermarkets that aren't where – I live that she's like if you ever see this brand or this brand like these are my favorite kinds and brands and genres so like talking about food and listening about food has been a part of my life since even before comedy like before like th- there's an old joke about you know there's a fish uh and somebody's like hey how's the water and the fish is like what's water mm. and so for me it was like oh what how's how's the food talk i'm like i don't even know what you're referring to like there's a I think a a culture i found i learned about uh, a friend of mine in college studied anthropology and he learned about uh, a group of people a community that didn't have a word for music and the reason they didn't have it wasn't because they didn't have music was because everything in their life was musical like the same way in our society i don't know if this is a thing for you in court sometimes like the bailiff or the person introducing the judge is like oh yay oh yay oh yay you know the court <laughs> is now in session in kind of like a rhythmic like melodic way that there's a bunch of those things you know maybe throughout different cultures different societies but in one particular society, they were like, that's everything. Like, please give me my dry cleaning. And they're like, okay, <laughs> you give me the money now. And they're like, wow, how, how did you come up with that song? And they'd be like, "What what are you talking about? What song? So – It's only more recently, you know, as an adult, as I've been growing and changing as a human, as a comedian, that I'm like, oh, like more looking back on the things that I took for granted uh, about my my life, my food habits, my talking habits. And so this is all to say that in 2002, when I started both comedy and veganism, those things were all swirling around. And so it was just that I it it is in a way I mean, a coincidence is not Uh, I think the the best word for it, but just over the course of years, through eating and talking and thinking and writing jokes about my life, uh, every every couple of years, there would be a chunk or several chunks about veganism that would arise. And I would think like, oh, maybe that's the last thing I'll think about veganism. And then more experiences happen and they keep arising at like sort of a a pretty natural pace that I feel like probably every album has like, you know, five ish minutes at least uh, about that such that. Sometimes I perform at, like, vegetarian food festivals or vegan events or animal rights conferences, and I'm, you know, booked to do that because I am a vegan and I have these vegan uh, jokes and stories and stuff about being vegan. Like, there's a, a vegan restaurant that I go to in uh, uh, Virginia – uh, called Green Fair I've performed there Maybe three or four times And like whenever I go And whenever I perform For an audience that I know Is either predominantly vegan Or there for You know potentially Content for that reason uh, I will sometimes then go back And do kind of like a A best of At least for a section Of the show I'll be like Oh if you got my album Vegan Mind Meld You might hear a joke like this If you got my album Meat Robot You might hear this joke If you listen to this special Or this album And so if I do them All at once Then probably they're Eventually, if not now, there could certainly be an album full of almost exclusively vegan material if that was all I was striving to do. Uh, but yeah, it just so happened that over the course of 18 years, uh, some a, an album-ish's worth of vegan material has... Uh, has befallen us
0: Mm, i think that's actually a great idea to do it like of your existing material and maybe you could have like a new track or whatever but like of a a vegan album sort of aimed at like the vegan community and animal rights community i think that'd be great but um i I did want to as well mention that as well for myself that before i became vegan i was not much of a foodie at all it was like food was not to say i didn't have foods that i liked or whatever but it's not really something i spoke about if i traveled it wasn't really very high up in the list in terms of things i was um concerned about or whatever but since becoming vegan i'm much more into food eating at restaurants and traveling i'll pick my hotel based on where the vegan restaurants are in that area so yeah i've actually become more into food but we better take a song anyway from someone who is a vegan as well and this song actually mentions veganism so this is a song all the music today is picked by mike so the song is drop bars by zach sherwin so anything you want to say about this track before we play it mike
2: Oh, just uh, Zach is my best friend. Do you know and, Zach? Or? Uh, uh, oh,
0: so, yeah. <laughs> so just to call back to your, what was oh, it, Hang Out With Me podcast, uh, Danny Hatch. Delightful. Your I'll tell Danny. That is, that is,
2: <laughs> that is wonderful. It's, I'm like, of course I... <laughs> this is beautiful i will say that uh zach is a person who i went to college with i went to university uh so we've known each other for more than 20 years now uh and we both started doing comedy in the boston area but one of the main reasons that we did become as good friends as we are is because uh to hear zach tell the story he's like one day in probably 12 years ago ish like somewhere 2007 8 ish uh he's like mike you just called me like we'd call we'd talk to each other about comedy about gigs about you know i was i i Started before him, so I was like, Oh, I loved his stuff. So I'm like, You should do these shows and these shows. But one day, he's like, You just called me and you were like, So, Zach, uh, you're vegan, right? (laughs) And Zach's like, Yeah. And then we just had a conversation. And throughout the course of the conversation, Zach's like, Oh, I think Mike just called to talk. And it's be, I was like, particularly, I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have all vegan friends, like, probably not a a majority of my friends. But this was a guy who's like, I liked him as a person. I knew he was vegan. Uh, I loved his comedy. And I'm like, I, I, I want us to be friends. So we became friends in large part because, uh, because of his veganism and mine. So, uh, mm-hmm. that is, and this song in particular is one that I love. It is not, he does have some amazing, uh, content that is more specifically vegan. Related. Uh, so it, check out his album called Brutus. There's a duck trilogy on it. The, the, the Brutus is the name of a duck that he saved uh, from uh, from certain death, uh, and now then went on to live at an animal sanctuary. And there's these there are there's videos on YouTube you can check out the three duck videos, uh, and then also a song called Buddha Worm if you want some animal rights and animal friendly. Content, but for now, this is just one of, uh, I think is most, uh, artistically just like rewarding and resonant. Songs, uh, of recent years, drop bars.
1: I drop bars so fast, you'll be popping your neck as you whip your head, following the Doppler effect. Let me stop for a sec. Dropping bars means rapping. You copy, correct? Okay, just a glossary check. All right, then, let me switch gears and invite you to picture an item. Everybody envision a bicycle with the handlebars that are the type that you'll see curving around and down low, like the kind you'll find on most road bikes. And I won't steer you false. No, those are called drop bars also. So I wrote and I composed this, oh, devoted to the dopest components drop bar handles are the topic and i'm about to put it down like a kickstand yo i had to drop bars about drop bars had to drop drop bar bars on the left and on the right the front and the back i want it hot tonight i want hands to clap when i rock the mic with right handle wraps and i drop bars about drop bars okay stop Wait, please hold up. Deeply sorry to interrupt. I'm also Zach Sherwin, but not the one from the last verse. I'm a more mature version, and I want to say to myself, okay, that drop bar thing is a cute wordplay, but I gotta take a critical dig at this drivel. It's trivial and frivolous. Why pick topics like these when you could talk about the reasons you're a vegan, open up about your relationships, or even opine with a dope rhyme about current events? Choose to sink your teeth deep into chewy themes with true meaning you believe in. Get inspired when you drop Bars, set the bar higher and don't drop bars about drop bars raise the bar when you drop bars when they drop the beat don't drop the ball with some wacky rap that's off the wall Are bike handles important not at all raise the bar above drop and drop bar bars hey. Pause one second. I'm Zach Three, and I just gotta step in and say to number two, you were on the right track until that chorus when you fell right back on the same old crutch. You couldn't resist. You had a good point, but you had to put a clever little twist on it. Lapse into absurdism. You're trapped in a word prison. Now, at this point, you'd make the joke that if you were in word prison, you wouldn't want to drop the bar of soap. But am I gonna stoop that low? Um, no. Guys, Zach number four. Hi. Hey, number three. Nice try, but even you couldn't restrain your brain from a pun, don't front like you reframe But look, I get it, I see where you're at You want less whimsy in your act Want to get away from language games to be more relevant Well, it's great to develop and change, but fella, don't trip For life, you're equipped with the verbal quip microchip So it really doesn't matter if you'd rather be discussing what matters Because this is what your gray matter does automatically So don't detest yourself, man, accept yourself And express what's there, even if you couldn't care less At least now you'll be doing it with self-awareness Double down on the drop bar rats Dedicate yourself to performing the task as well as it can be done. Here's Zach 5, who's also Zach number one. Whether you're an amateur or an the Tour de France, you will affirm drop bars are for sure phenomenal. Superb equipment with the curve and dip that gets you sitting in a position that's ergonomical. They're so aerodynamic. Man, you can exceed the speed at which an arrow flies, damn it, You can be a winner, eat anybody for dinner, but be careful if you ride them on the road and you're a being They're a bit of an adjustment, but you're gonna fly on them once you're accustomed. You'll be going quick, not slow, like the hip-hop flow. In my jam about the handles with the grip drop? blow. Had to drop bars, about drop bars, had to drop drop bar bars On the left and on the right, the front and the back I want it hot tonight, I want hands to clap, When I rock the mic with bike handle wraps And I drop bars, about drop bars
3: 3CR remains closed to all broadcasters and guests until further notice
0: The good news is that so many of our programs are producing new shows each week from home From lost in
3: science to living free, done by law to defence of government schools, concrete gang to chronically chilled, Mafalda to music matters, we're here with compelling content and rousing radio, listen live or listen later, tune in, stay safe and keep listening. 3CR Community Radio, here to stay.
0: Welcome back to Freedom of Species, bringing you animal activism on the airwaves of 3CR. And we are joined by comedian Mike Kaplan, who discusses veganism a lot in his comedy, or regularly at least in his comedy. And yeah, we're actually going to play a little bit of um, Mike's comedy here from his latest album called AKA. Um, and yeah, this is from the track Veganism, Gluten Freedom and Thanksgiving.
2: I feel like I ought to tell you that I am a vegan, but I'm not here to tell you that I'm living my life better than you. I am merely here to imply that. And I wasn't always, I was like you. I, I grew up eating typical American meat food, but then I learned some things and I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have to ask a lot of questions. I'm gonna have to read a lot of information. I'm gonna have to be really annoying. And then I was like, wait, I
0: love doing all those things. So. The vegan life is the life for me. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed that, that opening to your uh, material about veganism um, on, on this time and all of that stuff. There's plenty more on veganism on that on that track. So definitely, uh, we encourage people to check out the album. Actually, before I say anything else, do you want to just quickly give listeners the, the link to hear the whole album? We'll do this again at the end, but for anyone oh, who's sure. like, I'd love to hear more from that. And they can type it in right now. Do you want to give them the link to access yeah. it? Yeah.
2: Uh, so, obviously, if you know where albums are found, you can search for the name of the album, A.K.A., and my name, Mike Kaplan, spelled the way that I do. Uh, if you wanted uh, to go to, directly to the source, the record label is called Blonde Medicine, B-L-O-N-D-E, medicine.com uh, slash A-K-A, <laughs> and you'll be able to, th- there'll be links there to pre-order it uh, from Apple or download on iTunes or uh, eventually all the places that albums can be that should be a central hub, uh, but also you can just search for it on your favorite way to get albums, but yeah, uh, I would say Apple Music, iTunes, or Blondemedicine.com slash aka is the best, those are the best sources for getting the album.
0: Great, and I think like both that little bit we played and also that, that track in general really fits the, I guess the theme of your vegan comedy, which I really like is is quite self deprecating um but also comes out pro vegan, at least in my vegan ears anyway. But I was curious about um yeah this whether you're kind of thinking that how you how people take the message. Like you've mentioned performing at like animal rights conferences and vegan events. Um also from one of your old albums, so you also mentioned one of your vegan jokes ended up in a butcher's uh, shop as well. Um so yeah how how do you do that when you're I guess you know you're doing jokes which are, are kind of self deprecating but again I always feel also do have a positive view on veganism but yeah how do you sort of balance that the fact that so many different people from so many different perspectives are hearing these jokes and taking them in different ways i guess
2: uh great question i would say i mean most of my audiences are not exclusively or majority vegan mm. so uh, starting out, you know, especially before anyone knew who I was or what I was going to be talking about, like, you, when you start doing comedy in general, you're, like, performing for any audiences that will have you. Open mics or, like, if you get booked. Like, I did perform at, like, a steakhouse in my first couple of years of comedy, and, like, I wrote a joke about it because I had an experience where I said I was veget. I was, like, I thought I was, like, making a very clear joke. Like, I'm a vegetarian. Are there any other vegetarians here? And then somebody yells out, this is a Steakhouse (laughs) I was like Okay well I guess that's what I'll tell other audiences In the future And uh and so I think that so many of the uh, uh there's a lot of aspects of my life that are like not necessarily uh majority views like I released an album called No Kidding about not wanting children and that's like there's a lot of people who don't want children but there's like a large uh, I mean society exists because uh like the humans exist because people do have children enough to have the population grow so somebody's having more children than not. Um, and so there's that. There's like I, I do a, uh, a fair amount of psychedelics. and I talk about that. And that's an experience that not everyone shares. And I w- used to be atheist identified. And that's in uh, America and around the world. A lot of there's a lot of people who don't feel that. And uh, I've been polyamorous identified, open relationship identified, non monogamous at times in the past. And so there's all these ways that I have. Uh, I've been, and these have been like very fertile, like areas to, uh, like write jokes in because number one, because they're my experiences. Number two, it's nice that I don't have the same exact experience as anyone. Obviously, there's still, there's like millions of every kind of, uh, person and every group that I've named, but because these aren't like the, the pop culture, like majority presented, like mainstream conventional views, it's nice to have this alternative. And so, so much of my career, like starting out as a vegetarian, as a vegan in comedy, like I was like there I knew there are there's tons of jokes about vegans like from the other side, like mm. the classics of, uh, you know, hey, how do you know somebody's a vegan? They'll tell you, you know, <laughs> uh, as opposed to. Uh, i feel like whenever people say that to me my joke about it is like well so you're telling me what you eat and i tell you what i eat so we're basically the same i mean <laughs> if you think it's not good to do that uh maybe uh shut up i don't know uh but no keep talking and i'll keep talking too and we both tell each other what we eat we're humans we eat we live it's how it works uh and or the other the other joke i hear a lot is uh sometimes from comedians they're like are there any vegans here and like you know a very few, uh, a low number of people might clap. And then the joke will be like, huh, look at that. They don't have, they don't even have the energy. They don't get enough protein. You know, uh, when I feel like, uh, when people, that's a question that you know, you get as a vegan a lot. It's like, where do you, where do you get your protein? I'm like, Oh, where do you get your chutzpah? I don't know. Where do you get your, uh, gall or guff or what have you? And, and also where do you get your vegetables? Because so often people asking like where do you get your protein. Uh, I d- don't, don't seem to me. I feel like most people in America, most people in the world, even self included, like nobody is getting the perfect nutritional uh, regimen because it's different for everyone. It's different everywhere, and uh, and we're all flawed and imperfect in ways. So uh, this is all to say, I've started from a place where I'm telling jokes, like sort of like sometimes the flip side of these of uh these anti-vegan jokes I'm like I am vegan and so in some ways I've like the probably the very first joke that I ever wrote or the at least the very the first the first the beginning of the first vegetarian or vegan chunk that I wrote I would just say to the audience like I am vegan are there any other douchebags here <laughs> and I feel like I mean what I'm talking about like I I'm not uh, I'm not like legitimately self-identifying as a douchebag. It's all relative. Uh I know that I can be one. I have been one and I but more importantly in this case like I know that that is the perception. The perception uh or at least one perception, one stereotype, one uh potentially like non uh you know non non really uh thoughtfully assessed view. People are like, "Oh yeah, that's the that's the thing we think about vegans is that they're annoying." And it kind of in some ways makes sense because if you don't know a bunch of diverse vegans, if you don't if you if you don't know that vegans aren't monolithic, if you don't you don't hear from the ones that are quiet, you're like, oh, all the vegans that I hear are loud. Yeah, that's because <laughs> those are the loud ones that you're hearing. Like you don't hear the the ones that are just in the corner eating lettuce, you know, by themselves. You don't hear the ones that are rabbits, you know, and. Uh, and so it, we all have as humans, you know, these uh like heuristics that we use the, to categorize and the availability heuristic is a good one. It's good to categorize because normally, oh, a thing like that does a thing like this. I'm either going to go away from it or go near it. You know, I don't want these berries to poison me. I don't want that animal to attack me like animals like that have attacked people before. Berries like that have been poisoned, uh, have poisoned my friends in the past. So these ones are safe. These ones. But uh Categorization can you know can run into trouble, Uh, and so I liked I like I I guess uh, long long story to uh, get to the point that uh, writing the jokes that I do uh, from the awareness of of the perception because like the way if you've grown up like I grew up Jewish in a culture that is mainly not Jewish so I know. Jewish things and also the things that uh, that the Christian things I know about Santa I know about Jesus like I know I know some of the stories that other people are taught because it's just within the culture and gets you know uh, perhaps uh, by osmosis in a way by cultural osmosis uh, you learn these things but not everybody learns about if you're not Jewish you don't learn about all the Jewish stuff because Judaism most places is not the predominant uh, cultural or religious force in, in most cultures And so similarly with veganism Like I know how meat eaters think <laughs> I know how carnivores and omnivores Think I know because I was One because I was raised by them because I Grew up uh, surrounded By uh, the these Messages and these you know, literal uh, Manifestations Of it and so I'm like you know I'm, a, I'm like a secret agent I'm like I know all about how you think uh, And so that's why I think a lot of these a lot of these topics where I am not my, my views are not necessarily the most mainstream start from a place of connecting to what I know uh what I know either a lot of people are thinking or are believing or at least what has been sort of you know what the the stew the societal stew that they've been marinating in I've also been marinating in so I can both be myself and share uh the truth of who I am what I believe how I eat how I live how i think how i move through life while also st- like because it's sort of associated with it can't escape uh being a part of you know the society and communities and cultures that i've been raised in
0: yeah and your your latest album aka um i i think the uh, yeah, I'd like to talk a bit about the themes of the album, the, the broader themes, and also how veganism fits in with that. Because I guess again, listening through it um through vegan ears, like the, these links between veganism and the, and the key theme of the album are very clear. Um But I also think people talking about the theme of your album often would not include veganism within that as well. So it might be less clear to those who aren't vegan themselves. So yeah, don't talk about the the, the sort of the overall themes of this latest album and again how veganism fits in with that.
2: Sure, uh, I, I would say, so the, the album's called AKA, which, uh, came from the, in, the initial name for the, the hour that I toured around, uh, that became this album. And the name of the hour was All Killing Aside. And the reason I called it that was because the main themes are love, compassion, and not murdering. Like those are the main, the main, the top three issues. Mm-hmm. And so, all pretty much everything on the album comes from that perspective or shares that perspective is, you know, uh, there's, there's lots of different topics. Like I cover, uh, Nickelback and Kanye and veganism and Jehovah's witnesses and death and life and philosophy and apps and, you know, and movies that I love and psychedelics, like all of these things that might seem like they're disparate all sort of spring from the same initial seed, uh, or at least have within them that. Like, something of that. So, for example, like, there's some jokes about gun control that's, like, explicitly about not murdering. There's some jokes about death and how it's, uh you know, how it's going to come for us all or how we're going to come for it or we're going to meet it and all of the things in in life uh, that lead us to, you know, these sort of philosophical, like, spiraling's that are related as well. And uh, one of the main themes is that I would rather... Uh, uh, if I had to be involved in a murder, I would rather be the victim than the perpetrator. Like, I know I'm glad. I hope that I I'm not I I'm I haven't been so far as far as I know, though. uh, So some of the themes that come up like like gun control, like these philosophical ideas. And then like veganism is one that I think I mean, to me, of course. And to you, I think it's very clear why that message, like why that fits perfectly with uh, with compassion, with love, with not murdering, because uh, animals are every day throughout most of the world uh, killed and uh, even and more more than that, like harmed, unnecessarily tortured and killed in ways that are certainly, uh, I think, Avoiding all of my main topics, like either the dartboard, the the, the Venn diagram overlap is completely missing. Uh, there's the not murdering, murdering is happening, and compassion isn't present. And uh, I mean, I think there's there's just obviously like I don't I don't want to say that there's no love in any uh, like love is love is in some ways like the only thing that is the only the most important thing that is is like what do what do you love who do you love how do you love like where where, where does love manifest? for you. And and how do you how do you live lovingly in whatever way you do and best can? And like I like I said for the first 18 years of my life, I was not vegan. I was not vegetarian. And then I learned some things about why I felt like it would be a better thing to do that if I could do that. And I'm like, I want to do that. And I tried and I couldn't. I know that I used to be a person like there's so many people that are like, I don't think I could. I don't know how I could. Even if I like the ideas, if I understand intellectually, if I'm on board with it if like there there's a uh there's just so many like so many reasonable kind compassionate people who are like I don't want to watch the movies because if I watch the movies then I'll like have to do the thing because the cognitive dissonance will be so strong because like I can know intellectually what it is so I feel like if there are people who are not vegan uh, who who th- who listen to you say like uh what the the album's themes are about and are like what how does veganism hit a-? like everybody like I think do do like take one step further uh into into the thought process into the thought process that maybe people don't want to uh, because they know what uh you know what horrors are being committed and uh they and we are all like I, I don't mean to like I'm not pointing fingers at people because I'm also, in some ways, hypocritical. I'm sure, in some ways, not perfect. In some ways, not doing everything I can for every cause that I even care about, for beyond animal rights, veganism, beyond like the environment, marginalized people, like the LGBTQ plus community, like people of color. Like, there's so many uh, beings. There's so many people and animals uh, and and parts of nature that we that need care that are do that we we would all be like i'm whatever you're doing to help whoever you're helping yourself your loved ones strangers animals others like gr- wonderful please and thank you it's because i think that humans are like that we have seeds of like we have all the seeds within us and but i think left to our own devices i really think like you know you're born into a culture and you just take it on like you wouldn't invent factory farms if they didn't invent, most people wouldn't invent factory farms most people wouldn't Torture animals. Most people wouldn't. Don't. I think most people don't want animals to suffer and die if they didn't believe that they had to. Uh, because and that's just in this framework that you know we that we perhaps most of us were all a part of at one point until until you have something that you know jostles you or shakes you out of it. So uh my my goal is to always you know that in so to your, your question in specific this hour this this hour of comedy that is focused on compassion love and not murdering uh i mean i think literally that is like veganism is one of the things that fits most into that
0: Mm -hmm. and actually circling around to back what we discussed at the start the importance of um comedy and the arts in general i think are really important in terms of um, not just giving us entertainment but also uh again for those who maybe never will watch you know powerful animal rights documentaries those kind of things maybe they'll at least think about veganism through engage through engaging with your comedy for example i think it is really important in that regard uh, but we better take another song so there's another one that mike has picked so we're going to go to the song on the radio by regina specter so anything you want to say about this song mike
2: Uh, It's just one of my favorite songs. I think it's so beautiful. Like the second verse just makes me tear up uh, all the time. And uh, I I hope you enjoy it.
4: This is how it works. It feels a little worse than when we drove our hearse right through that screaming crowd while laughing up a storm until we were just bone until it got so warm That none of us could sleep And all the styrofoam Began to melt Love the things you took And then you take that love you made And stick it into some Someone else's heart Pumping someone else's blood And walking arm in arm You hope it don't get hard, But even if it does You just do it all again On the radio You'll hear November rain That solo's off along, But it's a good refrain
0: I'm Janine and I'm a koala researcher. Koalas have had a tough year and so have we. We need some good news and they need some attention. The 3rd of May is Wild Koala Day. Share a picture of a koala on your social media. Wear a gum leaf on your shirt and tag Wild Koala Day. Go to wildkoaladay.com.au for more ideas of how you can help koalas from home.
3: A 3CR supporter.
0: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM. Welcome back to Freedom of Species. We're joined by comedian Mike Kaplan, who is all the way over in the US, and we've been discussing um, comedy and veganism mainly. And yeah, I, I guess um, getting towards the end of the discussion, one one thing I was keen to get to is, um, yeah, I guess the, the veganism has become a lot more, um, I guess, sort of mainstream than a lot of people, even though, as you touched on before with comedy audience, most people aren't vegan, but certainly in the time I've been vegan, which is, sounds, I think about 15 years, so a similar time to you, but slightly less. But um, in that time, like a lot more people, even though they're not vegan themselves, are much more aware aware of the term, I guess. And I did also notice uh, back going to your first album, which was Vegan Mind Meld, um, you use the terms like vegan and vegetarian sort of interchangeably, whereas in your later albums, you just use veganism. And I was wondering if that was partly because, you know, maybe vegetarian was what audience were more familiar with and people might not know what veganism is and that kind of thing. Thing as well so yeah i'm just curious over the years as yeah have you noticed this sort of people may be reacting more or sort of yeah being more on board or at least understanding your vegan material better over the years
2: uh great question uh you know it's interesting i never specifically thought about your analysis of why in the beginning mm. I said vegetarian sometimes mm. and vegan sometimes mm. is the reason that I did it is because I said, like like I said, I started really pursuing comedy in about 2002, but for a couple years before that I was pursuing music and sometimes would be writing jokes that I'd like tell in, in between my songs. And so some of the jokes that I wrote initially uh, were about... W- were when I was a vegetarian So like ah, I wasn't I doing it for other people It just I, sort of by happenstance Was like I, I'm a vegetarian And then like a couple years later when I was vegan Sometimes it either wouldn't make sense to do it To be like I was this and now mm. I'm this Or I just changed the words of the joke Whatever it might be uh, But so it, it's just sort of by I, I'm glad that the current of society And you know my own path of veganism Have like both been You know like a rising tide lifting all ships And I think that one thing that it's allowed me to do, uh, probably, I haven't even thought about this explicitly, but the more people are familiar with veganism, then the more uh, the more I don't have to, like, reveal in detail. Like, I wrote a joke about the movie Final Destination once. Mm-hmm. I didn't assume that most people had seen it, even if people had heard about it, but it was important to know the plot of the movie to understand my joke. So in the, in the joke, I spent a, you know, I talked pretty quickly, so it wasn't a ton of time, <laughs> but I, I outlined all the relevant points of the movie. And so sometimes, like, now I talk about, uh, the times in my, uh, my life that I've been, uh, polyamorous, or, uh, non-monogamous identified, and sometimes I will still, uh, if I mention the word polyamory, uh, unless I, unless I'm performing, you know, at a conference, uh, where I'm like, all the people here are in one relationship, Hmm. uh, then I will, Uh, You know, even if even if most of the people, whatever it is like, it's sometimes important to make sure that people have all the information. uh, But so the more that people know what these, you know, let's say alternative uh, lifestyles, diets, ways of living and thinking, the more popular they get, the more known they get. Uh, even if uh, I think there probably are more vegans today than there were 15, to 20 years ago, uh, but certainly I don't know if it's exponential or geometric or whatever it might be, but certainly way more people have heard of it now than did before, and that means that I don't have to spend as much time in the act being like this is, but just defining things. Uh, mm-hmm. Things can get more, more specific and more uh, like nuanced, which I think is is valuable. Like it's not just that. Okay, this is the joke about vegans. Now there can be many different vegans with many different jokes about different vegan experiences uh, and the different interactions that you one might have. So I was gonna say I said earlier, like I do sometimes perform at like you know all vegan or mostly vegan conferences, and in those those are like the 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 minority of my. Of my experiences, so like I've honed my act has been essentially forged in the fire of opposition. Like mm-hmm. it has not been created for. It's like if I'm I'm playing like wiffle ball with a baseball bat or baseball with a wiffle ball bat. Well, I don't know what the analogy would be, but sometimes I come to vegan like vegan audiences and the jokes that I have that are like self deprecating mm-hmm. that. Potentially, are in at least in part aimed at getting the non-vegan audience to understand me. I'm like, like the the one that I mentioned. I'm like, hey, are there any other douchebags here? If I did that at a vegan conference, they'd be like, hey, our feelings, and they would be right to do that. So I like one joke that I tell at a vegan conference that I won't tell pretty much anywhere else is I'll talk about the weird experience of having to be having to like be I'm like, I'm like not used to being so just like embraced inherently for who i am and what i do i usually have to like talk people into it and prove it to people like so now i'm like i don't even know who i can i'm like usually making fun of myself making fun of like vegans by proxy or the idea that the audience has of vegans but what can i do how do i do that in a room full of the the people who have the thing that i'm talking about i'm like i guess i can only make fun of raw vegans you know I'm, like what are they doing like don't they know that fire is fine and the the, the, the it's not a vegetable it's but you can it releases some of the nutrients like and every once in a while i learn why people are (laughs) uh uh raw vegan and uh, there are of course valid valuable reasons to live however you want to live including that but it is it is fun that i found a thing i'm like oh yeah like let's zoom in (laughs) like there's a thing i heard once called the uh society of uh oh I forget what it is But it was like Basically that A society of saints maybe Where every If everyone is doing Everything right Even in that Then like matters of etiquette Will be the thing That people zoom in on And be like I can't believe you used That fork wrong You know <laughs> And like a thing That isn't hurting anybody But like They'll still be a thing To zoom in on So the more society progresses Like the, the more We're like Oh what about What about these Left behind people What about this group That we weren't even Thinking about What about Like, like And there are people Who are like What about you know, the Sort of the what aboutism Of like Why do you care about You know This lion that was killed or this elephant that was killed but also not all these humans that are killed like we can care about everyone and everything at once and it's not that you have to be like let's save all the humans first and then we'll work on animals it's like it's something that can be done in tandem and so i do think That over the years, you know, people are asking less, how do you eat on the road, Uh, Hmm. even though they've always been, you know, like, you know, Chipotle's or Subway's or fast food places where you can get vegetables or a produce aisle of a grocery store or a public park where you can graze on the grass. That's a joke (laughs) I do sometimes. That's not on any album. Uh, But, you know, people, it's it. There's some truth. There's always some truth and there's always some fun. And my goal is always for everyone to be able to understand uh, what which one is which. And I was going to ask you, actually. Actually, I realized this could have been a question to ask at the beginning, but I imagine like the con- I, I don't actually don't know who the listeners are of this show because I might talk differently if I knew <laughs> they were mostly vegans or who they weren't. Because like for yeah. vegans, like, of course, there are horrors happening for other people like horrors. I don't want to know about what do you mean the horrors that I'm involved? What do you mean that I'm involved in horrors? And uh, so I'm I'm sorry to horrify anyone who isn't <laughs> vegan. Uh, but I'm all, and I'm glad to delight anyone who is, but that's, I guess that's the thing is just being aware, uh, over the years, uh, depending on both the chronology, the geography, like the, the cultural awareness and practice. Of veganism, plant-based living, uh, vegetarianism, like the knowledge that people have of these things, like it's just important to be aware. And I'm like, oh yeah, there are more vegan restaurants around. There is better uh, fake cheesecake than the first time when I just had a tofu thing that was in the shape of a cheesecake, but that was, it was just like enjoy this triangle dessert, you know. <laughs> and now there's been so much, you know, technological and uh, gastronomical and cultural and societal and environmental and all of these all these changes that. Have Certainly, uh, I'm glad to have been, you know, riding along, rising with the tide of this current, uh, and then being able to continue to, you know, grow myself as a human, a comedian, a vegan, and be able to share more and more things, and more and more nuanced things, and more and more just of my own experiences and my own observations uh, about this and everything with uh, an ever also evolving audience
0: great well i'll I'll say um two things about that to sort of uh, wrap this up and i I th- I think this will hopefully sort of get us towards a wrapping up bit as well. The first thing I want to say is that I think yeah, those points about like having to explain veganism left less show a lot of progress and I often when I see vegans being mocked on South Park or Family Guy or something like that, it's kind of like yes we've made progress because in the past there wouldn't have been that joke they'd be like oh they're a vegan oh this is what vegan is vegans don't eat this they don't also wear that but the fact they don't have to explain that it's like having like the veg the the vegan being made fun of in shows rather than the vegetarian i think definitely does show progress for vegans even though that that does sound counterintuitive i guess i'll say to mike now now that we're just finishing as well the audience for freedom of species so we're an animal activism radio show um so i'd say a portion of our audience would be people who are yeah, mostly vegan and animal activists and into that topic specifically. Um, but we're on 3CR Community Radio, which is generally like a sort of a social justice radio station. So we have shows, uh, feminist shows, queer shows, um, shows by indigenous people, environmental shows, uh, a wide range of shows who, yeah, some of them may be vegan, many aren't. So we've got a, some sort of a mix between the two, I guess, of like a audience who are like already animal advocates, already vegan, and others who are sort of social justice-oriented, may or may not be vegan so a bit of a mix i did want to as well mention stay tuned for the next show which is End Psychedelia, which is a show all, all about psychedelics and also check out mike's uh, comedy for more on psychedelics as well um and yeah drug use and drug policy that that's obviously another show um always check that out and yeah, you can hear our show 1-2 till every Sunday. Check out all our episodes at 3cr.org.au forward slash Freedom of Species. Um, check us out on social media. Uh, email us info at org. And I'll just hand it over to Mike to finish up. Um, yeah, where can, uh, where can people get your album? Any final thoughts? Um, where can people check out your comedy in general to finish up with?
2: Of course. Uh, thank you so much for having me and for this opportunity. My name is Mike Kaplan. Mike is spelled M-Y-Q. K-A-P-L-A-N is Kaplan. If you search for that anywhere, go to MikeKaplan.com, go to any of the social medias, uh, at Mike Kaplan, directly Venmo at Mike Kaplan. Feel free, absolutely. I have a Patreon for my podcast, and one episode comes out for free every week. It's called Broccoli and Ice Cream. Uh, but if you search for Mike Kaplan anywhere, you'll be able to find, you know, on iTunes or Amazon or Spotify or Pandora, all of my... Albums, for the most part, uh, and the new one specifically, a.k.a. is available at BlondMedicine.com slash a.k.a. And then also all of the places like you're listening. You're listening to a radio show. You know how to use technology. I believe in you. And uh so definitely, definitely, definitely. If your name is Jeff, definitely. And if your name is anything else, definitely. Uh Thanks for listening and thanks for uh checking out the album uh wherever you get comedy albums. Thank you so much.
0: All right. And thanks so much. For joining us I really enjoyed the discussion And hopefully our listeners did too We're going to finish up With a final song Also chosen by Mike This is Tim Minchin Not Perfect And is very relevant To the discussion we've had In that as Mike pointed out None of us are perfect On social justice issues But we can always try And do better Enjoy the song And we'll be back next week This is
3: my earth, and I live in it. It's one third dirt and two thirds water And it rotates and revolves through space a Rather an impressive place It never even messes up my head here's a really weird thing The force created by its speed Is the force that stops the chaos flooding in? This is my earth, and it's fine. It's where I spend the vast majority of my time. says oh. this house has locks to keep the baddies out, but they're mostly used to our castle This is my brain And I'm living in It's made of love And bad song lyrics It's tucked away behind my eyes Where all my fucked up thoughts can hide Cause God forbid I hurt somebody thing about a mind Is it every answer that you find Is the basis of a brand new cliche This is my brain And it's fine It's where I spend the vast majority of my time It's